welcome everybody to another episode of Mental Matters, where we talk all things mental health related, everything we're going through, everything we need to learn. It is me, Kimberly, from Psyche, and I'm the chairwoman, and I'm joined by the beautiful, awesome, fantastic, fantabulous Gobano from Texas. So extra. <laughs> always, <laughs> always, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to Mental Matters. I'm Kobana from Track FM 107.2. Always so excited to be with you um, for Wednesdays. Wednesdays are my favorite days. And um, I've personally learned so much from the past few weeks. I think we're on our, like, fifth or sixth week. And we still have more and more to learn because mental health is such a broad topic. Um, and today is pretty exciting. So I'll let Luanda introduce our guest today. Today, we have one of us, another one of us, a post student, another tech student, who's going to talk to us about his experiences with lockdown, with mental health, with his studies and what he's going through. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Matthias. Please tell us a little bit about yourself, Matthias, and welcome, welcome to Mental Matters. Um, thank you. Yes, yeah, so uh, my name is Matthias. I'm currently doing... Um, a PhD at the Faculty of Theology, um, and I'm doing it on a concept in Hinduism called Nishkam Karma, which actually deals with uh, desire. Okay, wow, PhD. Well, okay, that's very cool. Someone really smart in the building today. <laughs> um, we're going to start at the beginning where we always start with um, each of our guests. How how are you? How are you doing? How has this week been for you? Um, and how has lockdown been and just the entire transition into being a online student? So I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm relatively okay. Um, I, I think for me, lockdown, uh, it's it's been challenging. I, I If I think back now to the first, like, lockdown the level five serious one that was like probably the most I've slept in my entire life like I don't think I've done anything productive during however long that was it took me quite a, a long time to actually adapt to the whole new situation um, that was going on but um, I, I try to keep fit I try to jog and cycle and do all sorts of activities that just keeps me fit that, yeah, I, I think um, it's not that much of a surprise for me. I, I mean, I've been on campus since 2015. So online learning, uh, we had that back then as well. So I'm kind of kind of used to it or I've been accustomed to it. Um, not as much or more so than other students who uh, this might have come as a major shock to. Yeah, yeah, makes total sense. Um you say that the transition was very difficult for you um, and you slept quite a lot <laughs> in the beginning. Um, what made it like super difficult for you? Was it just the thought that like we're in a pandemic and that like sort of, you know, messed up with your groove or because I mean, with PhD students, I understand that you are talking to your supervisor. There's not necessarily a lot of class time, I, I would imagine. I don't know. But um, what made it so difficult for you to adjust? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, when we first heard of COVID, it was in China and it was then in Europe. So it all seemed very far away. And the idea of it actually coming here was, was something that was 
that was not in my mind like i knew that it was there i was hearing about it and things but the reality of it actually coming here was something that was not familiar to me so for me i thought you know it's there but by the time it reaches here there'll probably be a vaccine out or it would have it would have just gone away and then uh yeah suddenly all of a sudden in like a matter of a few days uh things just escalated and then rumor of a lockdown started to spread and then the lockdown actually happened um around that time i actually uh, got my research proposal just submitted so um you are correct we don't have classes but we meet with our supervisor ever so often and if you really want to succeed in a postgraduate level then you need to have a very close uh, relationship with your supervisor constantly meeting and discussing and what not so i i actually had a lot of struggle with my research proposal at the beginning and i was very lucky that i actually completed it before the lockdown happened otherwise i would still be uh working on it now um one of the so why i actually slept a lot because it was something that i didn't plan for it was just like it, it just like slapped me in the face and i didn't know what to do and the most comforting thing for me to do was to just sleep and pretend like everything was normal <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> but i i think it was the the the, the the face time that i would have with my supervisor meeting reading sources together looking at how i can work around uh, certain themes or concepts was difficult for me and then also obviously the library uh, the library at up is mm. something postgrad students i hope it's not just me but i i'd like to think all postgrad students really rely on so the access to resources and material uh, became very very difficult because I'm not sure about other students but for me if I'm reading an online source it's a bit more difficult for me to engage oh, it seriously yeah. as opposed to an actual book so I needed to accustom myself to this whole system of uh getting used to reading things online and 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 adapting to not necessarily having books and paging through stuff looking for information oh oh And then can you tell us like with your home life um like you mentioned you obviously rely more a lot like a lot more on the supervisor relationship um but at home I would imagine things didn't change that much well you see um for 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 postgraduate students well I'm also um going to be a bit speculative now because for me i i work ma- mainly with research and uh, i mainly do more uh, what is the term now I, i can't even remember i i work mainly with um what is it okay well i don't really rely on questionnaires and those sorts of of oh, of, okay. of data for yeah. my research yeah. so um i know that i did briefly do an honors in archaeology a while back and um for different fields you'd actually have a lot of practical sides to postgrad so for those students it might actually be a lot more difficult but for students who do research i think just a space where you can work and actually focus is all that you really require but i mean you guys are the psychologists so you will be more uh, informed on 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 this but um often the environment affects the way in which you see things so for me one of the things yeah. was to acclimatize my home environment to actually become a work environment because i was so used to 
working in the library that I would just go to the library and then I would just sit down and be in that sort of mentality to just do work. But then I come home and then it's just, okay, it's home time. Now I just got to sleep. So I needed to change the way in which I saw this whole home environment to actually understand that um, now I actually have to do work here. So the way in which I saw my environment, even in how I designed my environment, needed to change so that it was more work-friendly. Um, yeah. yeah, but also being at home, I think uh, there's a lot of responsibilities, especially with this whole pandemic, and not everybody can leave the house yeah. and you need food and you need all these sorts of stuff. So uh, being someone that is not... Uh, as prone to the virus as maybe other uh, family members, you find yourself taking on certain responsibilities um, that might cut down on your work time. So you also have to find a balance in how you use this space for everything. So it would always be easy that when you come home, then you know, this is the house, I have home responsibilities. And when you go to campus, it's this is campus, I can leave home responsibilities, and just focus on on, on studying. But now sort of you have to fuse the two together. Um, and it can be challenging at first. But I think if you get a routine going, and then you slowly get used to it, it allows you to find a comfortable balance between the two. Right. Do you think, um, you know, being at home more and um, sort of just acclimatizing to yourself to everything that's been happening, do you think you've been paying more attention to your mental health? And um, have you seen like um, stark differences in how you were when you had these two different environments where it was like, okay, this is home, this is school. And now home is school, school is home, and everything is one big thing. Um, so did you, you know, have to sort of pay more attention to your mental health and taking care of it? Yeah, I think it's actually very important, uh, especially during this time, to pay attention to your mental health and to what's going on in your mind due to this this influx of things that is just happening and continuing to happen. But uh, honestly, I, I don't think that I did. I mean, everything just happened so fast and there was just so much work and then there was just everything that's going on in the news. And then uh, we know on top of the pandemic, there was all sorts of um, gender-based violence and all these things that was just flooding. So um, watching the media, trying to keep updated on what's going on with the world and then trying to manage your, your, your schoolwork, so to say, and then also trying to manage things at home. Um, it's sort of... It, it, it fills up your time and it doesn't really give you enough time away from everything to sit down or to find a safe space where you can actually now think, uh, how am I doing? How do I feel? Um, how, how am I going to handle this? Or how have I been handling this? Or how do I need to personally grow? So I think in terms of, of mental health and, and, and monitoring my own mental health and growth, it required um, me to actually sit down and specifically dedicate time to that. So to actually say, okay, there's a lot going on around, but now I actually need to ensure that I pay attention to this because it's important. And without that working, nothing else is going to function properly. So how did you manage that? So can you give us an example of maybe something that you didn't do before, but maybe you've started utilizing now? Um, 
I, I can't say that there's, there's, there's something that I didn't do before because uh, my getaway has always been sports. So, <laughs> so I have always been uh, an avid jogger. But um, recently, okay, yes, maybe uh, something I did new was instead of jogging, I started cycling more uh, during this lockdown. But what I usually do is I, I'm not like um, most athletes who will just run for half an hour and come back home. So let's say like two or three times a week, I'll run to a specific place, maybe near a park or up a hill. It's usually early in the morning, so I know not a lot of people will be out. And then I just sit, I watch the sunrise, I take in the environment, I try to calm down. I think about the, the day that's going to happen, the things that I need to do. And I come up with a plan as to how I'm going to do it. So this running away, finding a, a soft spot, trying to just calm down and relax, which is away from everything else. And then just getting in touch with myself again and then coming back and having a clear plan as to how I'm going to address everything. It, 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 it's helpful. I think just getting away from everyone and everything and just spending time with yourself, having a conversation with yourself. Um, obviously not out loud because sometimes I do it and I get really mm. awkward looks from other people. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just to have these, these intimate uh, discussions with yourself is, is really important because I, I, I believe that um, the best relationship and the most intimate relationship that we could ever have is only with ourselves. Uh, every other relationship and every other engagement is always with someone else that is external to our own self. So it's always important to have a very good relationship with our inner being, so to say. <laughs> Speaking about that, actually, um, sure. as a undergrad that is possibly going into postgrad, right? There's a lot of sort of like anxiety around applications, trying to get it done, trying to get the marks to get into postgrad. Um, what can you say to postgrads like myself, well, undergrads like myself <laughs> that are panicking, that are sort of at the moment like doubting everything that they're doing? They're doubting like, am I good enough? Am I doing enough? Like you write a test and you literally just burst out into tears after that because it's mm -hmm. like, whoa, am I even going to get in? Um, so how did you, I guess, you know, back then deal with all of these emotions. Um, like you say, you know, it's, it's all about like the inner self, but also now, even now, I mean, I can imagine that because doing a PhD is in essence creating knowledge. It's in essence, you know, saying that, well, I found this new thing and it's about like having the confidence to say, I believe this is what it is. So sort of how do you deal with like all those insecurities and not let them like tamper with your mental being? In, in my final year of undergraduate uh, studies, I, 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 at that point, uh, it was my final year theology. It was also my final year of completing uh, ancient languages. And it was also just after the year that I completed uh, my final year in the archaeology. So all of these ancient languages and archaeology are not actual degrees, but you can uh, qualify for postgrad in them. Um, but my main goal was obviously to always stick with religion and to one day uh, contribute largely to the religious environment. And all other disciplines that I, that I later took on 
was to add more information to that. So I recently also uh, took up psychology, which is actually very interesting. And I feel like that was something I should have done in my first year because it could have made me more aware of a lot of religious uh, phenomena. But it is something I hope to continue. But uh, in that final year of, of, of undergrad theology, um, for me, since my first year, just graduating was never the objective. For me, it was always to go into postgraduate studies. And in my fourth year, there was actually a lot on my plate and it was very difficult to focus. Um, and I actually speak to some of my friends that I, that I have um, that are undergraduates, some in their final year. And I say to them, you know, um, it was difficult for me, but I, I can't even imagine what you would be going through because your circumstances are far, far greater than what I have ever uh, encountered in my final year. But, but it, it was difficult for me nonetheless. Um, and there was a lot at stake. I was also uh, very, very concerned that if I didn't get into postgrad, then these past four years and everything that I worked towards would have just gone to waste. And because my goal was always there, I only felt like I was halfway uh, in, my, in my final year. So how I actually did it was to not focus on postgrad and not focus on what was going to be happening next year, but to only focus on what I was doing right then in that moment. So I remember it very clearly because it's something that uh, I, I, I kept or I keep doing up until this day. So I have a humongous can calendar um, with dates, all the important dates. As soon as the new semester comes out and the study guides come out, I then put it on that calendar so I can, I can constantly see it. But apart from that calendar, I also have a, a, a journal, so to say, and I have to-do lists. So I break down every test, every assignment, um, every small assessment that would be happening for each module um, during the semester. And I create a plan on how to slowly contribute to learning more about that topic over time. So instead of two weeks before a test, studying for that test, two weeks before the test, I would have already completed the content for that test simply by breaking it up um, every day from the moment I know what that test is gonna be about. And sometimes you can even go all mathematical about it and you can say, okay, so there's 50 pages that I need to study for this test. So 50 days before the test, I need to just do one page, one page, one page. And then if you see that you have 100 days before the test, then you make the first 50 days where you cover each page and then you have your consolidated summary and the next 50 days you just revise. So it's just dividing each of your modules and then within those modules, dividing your tasks into a workable manner that you can relate to, that you can understand. I never actually showed these plans to anyone else because I felt like um, it wasn't for them and it was something that I was comfortable with. And as long as I was comfortable with and I felt that I could work with this, um, then it would actually be successful. Well, now we know what it takes to be PhD level. <laughs> um, I just wanna know, uh, Matthias, sorry, I've been calling you Matthias and you've so gracefully just let me continue on this path. But um, Matthias, were you ever at any point in undergrad, for instance, like the kind of students who maybe did kind of procrastinate in that sense, like wait a little bit longer than you should to study a few things? And what actually helped 
change your mindset to become the kind of person who can contribute on a more daily basis? Yeah, so I remember there was a there was an assignment, I think it was in my second year that I had to do and when I read the topic I I saw that it was an easy an easy topic and I I brushed it off and I thought, you know, this is something I can do like a week before or something. So I left it and I completely forgot about it actually. Um and it so happened that two days before um the assignment was due i remembered it after a group chat where people were like uh, have you guys done the assignment and i was like wait <laughs> what assignment uh and then i oh I, i i quickly had to uh, familiarize myself with it and this was two days before and i saw that um it wasn't that bad so i was like oh this is why i probably forgot about it and i left it and then the day before the assignment i um i started to work on it and i realized that it was actually not an easy topic and that uh it might have seemed easy but there was a lot that actually had to be uh into that assignment so i began working and i began working and i think it was by 8:00 that i wasn't even halfway and i thought to myself this is just impossible i'm never going to do it but i couldn't go to sleep with that thought that this assignment was not done So I stayed up the entire night working and working and working and working. Um and I think it was around 6 or 7 the next morning that I completed it. And then I had to rush to campus because it was due at 8:30 and submitted. And that was one of the worst experiences uh of my entire university career. And I told myself then that never again uh would I allow uh such such things to happen to me because it was just it was truly traumatic um to work under so much pressure um especially because i didn't plan for it and i had other tests and assignments to around that date as well um but it does happen it does happen that you make a plan and that you say 50 days i need to have this done and then 50 days pass and it's not done and often times we can see well we find ourselves being really hard on ourselves and we 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 tend to like passively punish ourselves and say you know i'm not going to do this so i'm not going to do that and i need to focus but it's it's really about being gentle with yourself there's a numerous amount of reasons as to why we procrastinate and to simply just identify and say we're procrastinating and now i need to actually go and work is sort of like brushing all these issues under the carpet so we procrastinate because of different reasons and i think we 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 need to spend time with ourselves understand why am i procrastinating what are the reasons that i find myself getting distracted let me sort those out and then come back and focus because it also comes back to a time and place for everything so you have to sort of i, I don't want to use the word like force your mind but gently um nudge your mind into understanding that there's a time to do certain things like playing games and then there's times to work so there's there's it, it's just about being gentle with yourself trying to understand why am i procrastinating why do i feel lazy today and then working around all these issues that are just jumbled up in your mind before trying to actually get work done so i i would suggest that if you find yourself procrastinating or you find yourself struggling to do work maybe take like dedicate half an hour to just sitting relaxing thinking about whatever is pre- preventing you from doing work and then once that's done maybe grab a snack and then start working you allow yourself to 
ease into working because especially in this pandemic it's going to be really difficult to force yourself to do work and that's not something mm-hmm. you want to do because everybody wants to study and we at university for a purpose so to feel like you're in this school system where you have teachers over your shoulder saying you know you need to study this you need to read this is really not going to work in such an environment now so it it's mm-hmm. it's more you need to want to do it and you have to try and train your mind to want to do it oh wow you okay <laughs> so much i'm just like come on get your life like get your life people doing their phd in religious studies tend to talk a lot so if i do you could just like let me know it's time no, it's okay <laughs> it's completely fine like, we need to hear like this is the wisdom i'm like yes teach us yeah <laughs> no, i and that reminds me actually of a video that i watched the other day where um basically she was saying she's like a self help person on youtube she was saying that one of the reasons that we procrastinate is because we are in resistance um whether it's a resistance towards ourselves so like oh i want to do this project but i'm scared that it's going to be difficult so i'd just rather just put it off and like i work better under pressure anyway you know um mm-hmm. and sort of like these excuses that we create for ourselves in our minds which is yeah but anyway yeah some pearls of wisdom i i definitely needed to hear that <laughs> yeah no most definitely i think my only like final final question uh mathias um is now with level 2 though like level 2 has been a whole other mindset for me because i was ready to lock down for the rest of the year looking into level 2 now the rest of the year um and lockdown restrictions possibly being eased at a, at a gradual pace um can you tell us maybe what is what is your worst thing about level 2 um in terms of like going into it what do you super difficult okay, yeah. so the I thing think... you're looking forward to the most and the thing you're dreading the most oh i i think at this point uh the thing i'm looking forward to the most is is a very <laughs> is a very difficult question cuz uh, i think this whole year has trained me not to look forward to anything <laughs> um but uh <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think level 2 is very now. <laughs> yeah uh, level 2 is very confusing uh for me um because uh, i really want to meet my supervisor i haven't seen him this entire year but uh he also has uh, a bit of um health uh issues so meeting with someone is a bit of a risk so that's also something that is then hazardous so it's like you have um the ability to go out but you are warned not to do it so it's like you could do this but these are the consequences so it's 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 sort of a gamble that that you're doing if you do actually go out so um i've actually been treating this lockdown as as or level 2 as a level 5 and much of my behavior has stayed consistent with what it was um during the initial lockdown um not just for safety procedures but also because of how confusing uh level 2 is i mean at one point certain things are allowed and then another week they're not allowed and then after that it is allowed so there's just this whole 
a mix of confusion of, of what's happening and what isn't happening. And uh, I, I don't want to allow myself to get caught up into that and then find myself being confused just as much as the people who are supposed to be guiding us. <laughs> but um, I, I think uh, I'm, I'm just looking forward to hopefully a vaccine uh, coming out and us going back to the normal, um, the normal, normal of what was um, before this entire virus. Um, in a worst case scenario, I, I'm not entirely sure if anything could get worse than where we are at this moment, not only with COVID, but also uh, as a country. So my, my best situation would be for radical change in all levels, obviously, I mean, not just COVID. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that also goes back to what I was saying about slowly um, breaking things up and then working with smaller things, working towards a bigger goal. So in an ideal situation for me, um, I would hope that this year would just continue and play out as 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 it has already because uh, I believe also how UP has handled things um, is now sort of comfortable with the whole online thing. And I would just like that to continue and to phase out with the end of this year so that next year we can come back to a whole new uh, clean slate, so to say, rather than mixing things up now in the middle of, some, of the semester when uh, a lot of people, not just me, have committed uh, to this whole online um, system. Um, the worst case scenario, I think, uh, is, if, is if we lost the internet and then everything just fell to pieces. I would probably, I, I don't know what I would do. I, yeah, I honestly don't know. I'd probably just run and then sit under the sunset for all eternity until everything resumed back to Dover, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for shedding a lot of light. I think as a someone who is in my final few months of undergrad, I have learned so much from um, what you said earlier on, especially about taking little everything at little bits and pieces, um, really just working slowly every day instead of trying to do this massive chunks of work um, and sort of just like wanting to be a student. I think sometimes we forget that we want, like actually like what I'm studying, like, and I want to go into yeah. my first grad. Like I, I love, you know, the fact that I'm able to create knowledge or know more and so that I can help my community to be more, but yeah, we sort of, that sort of kind of gets lost with all the assignments and all the tests and you just forget that like, ah, I actually like what I'm studying. Um, so yeah, I think from my side, I don't have any more questions, Kim. I have no more questions. So much, Matthias. Like, yeah, yeah. 100%. It's been a good time. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> with that being said that brings today's episode of mental matters to an end please remember to like comment uh if you're in your undergrad going into postgrad you know shoot us a comment if you're in postgrad and you know you're related to some of them you know things that we spoke about also shoot us a comment and yeah also shoot us questions you know where to find us it is psyche dot psyche society dot up yes kim and tux fm 107.2 so yeah, that's it from us today. Bye. Bye. <laughs>